This is the text for today's message. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Discover the heart of God. Last week we talked about discovering this heart that was like the heart of a king and a king that was more like a a shepherd than a ruling tyrant, someone who was there to bring peace during troubled times. Today we take a look at a heart to know, God's heart to truly, deeply, intimately know who you are. It's amazing to me to think that our king makes it this his priority, to know each and every one of us deeply the number of hairs on your head, the number of cares in your heart. He cares for you every single detail of your life. And Jesus is the one who reveals this heart of God to us, this heart to know us. I think many of us, if not all of us, deep down have a need to be loved, don't we? A need to be valued and appreciated and cared for. But the the difficult thing is that you can only be truly loved if you're first truly known. If every detail of your life is known by someone, because if someone just knows parts of you, not the whole you, then they only love parts of you, not the whole you. And yet being fully known, well, that can be scary and intimidating. And so we tend to to hide bits and pieces of our lives. Because after all, if you knew the real me, you would go running and screaming. You wouldn't like what you saw. And if you can't really know or like the real me, how in the world could you love the real me? But we can end that problem with a truth that calls us closer as we encourage and foster transparent relationships growing in our trust with each other and with God, as we form relationships that share experience and love of God, as we establish vulnerability and a willingness to share both the best of our lives and the worst of our lives. Let's build strong bonds that we use to support each other during difficult times. 
our text this morning shows us and allows us to discover this heart of God, this heart to know, to fully know who we are. And God finds us. It's interesting to me that Philip tells Nathaniel, we found him. <laughs> In reality, it was Jesus who found them first. And that is the, the nature of God, is to seek us out, to find us. And we see that in a couple of really amazing tiny little parables, the parable of the pearl of great value and the parable of the, the treasure of great cost. And we find this man who finds and stumbles upon this treasure, and upon finding this treasure buried in the ground, he, he reburies it, and he goes and sells all that he has so that he can go and purchase this property and own and possess that great treasure. Or the, the merchant who's searching for great pearls and finds a pearl of great value and does the same, sells all that he has so that he can purchase that pearl and obtain it and make it his. You see, that is Jesus who has found us and has paid the greatest price, his own body and blood, his life, to secure us, to make us his own, to find us. And when he finds us, he knows us fully, all of our troubles all the things that burden us, and all of our failures, all of our mistakes. And still He loves us. Scripture has those sweet words that say that while we were yet sinners, Christ came for us. And He loves us. And He calls us to follow Him with purpose and meaning and value. Jesus tells his early disciples today, follow me. Follow me. Jesus was walking everywhere that he went. A couple of weeks ago, I was listening to NPR, and I heard a story of a man in India who, who was curious about why the river was was struggling and, and sick, and so he had a desire to walk the river. And as he walked the river, he engaged with all of the different people groups that, that live on or near the river, and he walked with them. And in walking with them, it gave him time to hear them, to know them, to understand them. And so he could better understand how to bring healing to the lands that the river touched. But Jesus is not that different from that man, in that he was walking around this River Jordan area and up around the Sea of Galilee, walking so that he could invite others into his journey and share with them that they might get to know him better, that, that he could share and reveal himself to them, that they would know him better, that he could bring healing to the land around us. Jesus walks this River Jordan and finds himself today on the northern banks of the Sea of Galilee, talking with people so that he could get to know their heart, so that they could know his heart and the heart to know them. And as Jesus calls us to follow him today, it's interesting to think about, well, what does that mean to follow Jesus? And that could be a wide range of different answers to that from well, I, I came to church on Sunday morning, that's following Jesus, to, to I, I occasionally open the Bible and spend some time in prayer and devotion, all the way to the extreme of, I understand this transformed life of freedom that, that Jesus has fulfilled the law in my place and set me free and released me to live a life of, 
of freedom to follow after him without fear of penalty or punishment. That I live this transformed life of joy, that with joy I can rejoice and worship my God. I can even rejoice in my sufferings. That I live this transformed life of sacrifice, that my generosity impacts my lifestyle, that I give my life to the kingdom of God. My, my labor, my influence, my finance, and my expertise, I pour into the kingdom of God, and it impacts my lifestyle. And this transformed life of renewal that I receive regularly God's grace and forgiveness and share generously that forgiveness with those around me and I allow his power to bring transformation into my life and renew it to make me look more and more like Christ. And Jesus says about this man named Nathanael, He says, behold, an Israelite indeed in whom there is no deceit. And here we see the heart of God to know. God truly knows. Jesus truly knows the heart of Nathanael. Jesus had a hand in creating Nathanael after all. He knows every hair on his head, every care in his heart. And not just know about him, but know him deeply and personally and intimately. And again, I think we all want to be known, don't we? The person who is the the wallflower, the introvert, who struggles finding a voice of their own to express their own views and feelings, desperately wants others to see and know who they are. Or the person who bullishly pushes their views and opinions on religion or politics onto other people just has this need to be known and valued for what they believe. Or the person who's struggling with invisible problems like mental health issues or chronic pain just wants people to understand. The person who feels alone and unloved or unworthy longs to feel loved and treasured. Now there are many, many more types of people who long to be known and loved. But perhaps there's one sort of person that doesn't. One sort of person who fears the light, who loves the darkness, who harbors secret sins. That individual fears the light of what may happen if brought into the light. But I believe that it's especially that type of person that that God knows and whom he longs to bring into the light, not for shame or humiliation, but for healing, for restoration, for his grace. The one and only solution to be fully known all the way into the deepest, darkest corners of our lives is to be known by God fully. To know that we are loved by him. So much so that he sent his only son Jesus Christ to die for us. To restore us into the image of his son. And then only by relying on the promise of God. Only by taking confidence in who we are as sons and daughters of God. Can we find the trust to risk being vulnerable with one another. To be real with each other about our real problems, and we can talk about a real God who brings real solution because of his real love. 
Nathanael, responding to Jesus' statement, said to him, how do you know me? And Jesus answered him, before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Now, now Jesus could have shared absolutely any detail about Nathanael's life, but instead he says, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Any number of embarrassing stories. Just imagine if Jesus were to come here today and, and say, you know, when you were by yourself the other day, I saw you. Uh-oh. <laughs> but he says, when you were under the fig tree. And for some reason, that stuck in my head and wouldn't let go this week. And I found myself wondering, well, this phrase, under the fig tree, it almost sounds like what we say in English as an idiom. An idiom is this phrase that you say that, that makes no sense if you translate it directly, but it makes total sense when you understand what the phrase really means. Like barking up the wrong tree, by the skin of your teeth. Teeth don't, ha teeth don't have skin. Thin layer? Yeah. But when you translate those into another language, it's just like, I don't, I don't get it. When it just so happens that this phrase, under the fig tree, happens to be used in rabbinical writing as a time of prayer and meditation. In fact, you can search the Old Testament scriptures and it pops up three times this under the vine, under the fig tree as a time of devotion with God. So Nathaniel, he was just in this time of prayer and meditation. Of course Jesus would know. Nathaniel was talking to him. <laughs> he had that conversation. And, and so Jesus shows up and he's like, Nathaniel, I saw you, I heard you. We were just talking. And Nathaniel's mind is blown, his heart is awakened, and he exclaimed, Rabbi, you are the Son of God, you are the King of Israel, it is you. His doubt and skepticism instantly dissolved. And when Nathaniel realizes that the heart of God is a heart to know, what flows out of him is this bold confession, along with an expression to have Jesus be his teacher. You are my God and my King teach me. Would we be so bold today? Today we're invited to spend some time under the fig tree to learn about the heart of God. What does your fig tree look like? Where is it that you spend time in worship and prayer and devotion, soaking in the Word of God and, and communicating with Him? Right? Many people have lots of different places and environments where they feel conducive to, to connect with God. Maybe you have a prayer closet or maybe uh, the, the beach is a place where you can express the majesty of God and be soaked by all of his creation. Or maybe a mountaintop where you can scan all of the other different peaks that in, in the mountain range. But we have three amazing places that God invites us to see him, to get to know him better to be in his presence. Any time that we spend in worship 
and devotion in prayer. Back in the Old Testament in Micah chapter 4, we learn that this place under the fig tree is a place to worship God in freedom. Micah 4 writes this, It shall come to pass in the later days that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established as the highest of the mountains, and it shall be lifted up above the hills, and people shall flow to it. And many nations shall come and say, Come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, that he may teach us his ways, that we may walk in his paths. He shall judge between many peoples and shall decide disputes for strong nations far away, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. Here it is. But they shall sit, every man, under his vine and under his fig tree, and no one shall make them afraid. For the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken. Quoting Micah chapter 4, according to the George Washington Library, George Washington used this phrase multiple times, almost 50 different times in correspondence and speeches under the fig tree to speak of the freedom and liberty to worship without fear of war. This time that we spend under the fig tree, any place that we have, such as this place right here and right now, is under the fig tree where we worship God, we receive his word, receive his body and blood, receive his grace. We get to know his heart to love and forgive Another place it shows up in the Old Testament is in Zechariah chapter 3. And here we hear that under the fig tree is a place of forgiveness and authentic relationships. Zechariah writes, Then he showed me Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing at his right hand to accuse him. Now Joshua was standing before the angel clothed with filthy garments. And the angel said to those who were standing before him, remove the filthy garments from him. And and to him he said, behold, I have taken your iniquity away from you, and I will clothe you with pure vestments. In that day, declares the Lord of hosts, every one of you will invite his neighbor, will invite his neighbor to come under his vine and under his fig tree. see, under the fig tree is a place where you can enjoy and relish in your forgiveness and you can invite your friends to join along to encounter the grace of Christ as well. These moments where we gather together with other believers and we grow in our spiritual formation, these are moments where we see and understand and know the heart of God who understands and sees our own hearts. And then finally, in 1 Kings chapter 4, we learn that under the fig tree is a place of prosperity and peace that can be shared. Solomon's provision for one day was 30 cores of fine flour and 60 cores of meal, 10 fat oxen, 20 pasture-fed cattle, 100 sheep, besides deer, gazelles, roebucks, and fatted fowl. For he had dominion over all the region west of Euphrates, from Tipsa to Gaza, over all the kings west of the Euphrates. 
and he had peace on all sides around him. And Judah and Israel lived in safety from Dan even to Beersheba, every man under his vine and under his fig tree all the days of Solomon. You see, under the fig tree is a place where you recognize your abundance and seek to share it with others. You make a difference in all that your neighborhood may know the abundant goodness of God. So hopefully those sound somewhat familiar. Because under the fig tree, the place where you get to know a God who already intimately knows you are worship gatherings, spiritual formation groups, and community connections. As you grow in your discipleship and as God opens up and awakens your heart to who he is, would you give God the opportunity to find you under the fig tree this week? May you spend time under this fig tree to know the heart of God because God has a heart to know you. And may this truth bring you a peace that passes all understanding in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. This week as you spend time talking with one another, with your families, with your friends, I encourage you to lift up this particular thought and question. Are you open to fully knowing another? Are you open to fully knowing another? Maybe that has to do with you and your spouse or you and a close friend or you and God. Maybe what are the obstacles that stand in your way? But are you open to fully knowing another?